Hey, 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 hey. Thank you for joining me. Welcome back to my podcast, Broken Strength Under Control. I'm Robin, and I'm going to be your host for today. Thank you again for everyone who has been listening to the podcast and sharing the podcast. I thank you for all the positive feedback that I've received. And, you know, interestingly enough, um, there's been so many different things that are going on. Um, We all are still yet seem to be going through something in this day and this time. And so we know that nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is promised. And so today I wanted to just kind of talk about, well, I'm going to ask you a question. What do you do when you have been marked? Yeah, that's right. When it feels like you have a big bullseye target on your back and everything is just coming at you or coming for you, trying to keep you um, discouraged, trying to distract you, take you off your focus. And so what do you do? You know, before we were ever born, God had already ordained specific things for our lives. Now you can do what Jonah did, like what we talked about last week, where he went in the opposite direction, or you could choose to answer the call. But what do you do when you do answer the call and all hell breaks loose? There are several things that could happen. You know, the enemy can come for you and he'll try to use Everything from your job, co-workers, your children, family, friends, just any kind of situation or circumstance to try to distract you or get you off focus. Um, warfare takes place. That means, yeah, hell is already broke loose when you got warfare because it could be the smallest of things that becomes extremely big to you when it's warfare and you sitting there trying to figure out where did this come from what did I do I know it used to be a time when I would be asking God am I still being punished for um back when when I wasn't and of course you know God is not a God who holds grudges or keeps record um but it doesn't stop you from feeling that way when you're in a situation or you have so much going on and that's exactly what it feels like to you like okay lord you paying me back okay i probably deserved it but does it have to be right now i you know sometimes i'd be like lord can a sister get a break i mean you can you can bring it back on but can i just get a a, a moment of relief and then You know, but that's just the way that life works. You know, you get victory in one area and then boom, you got a battle in another area. Um, And what about when it's God using situations, circumstances to grow us? What do you do then? Um, Because it's not always the devil. Sometimes we try to blame everything on the devil. And God be sitting there looking at us like, uh, I'm not the devil. I got victory over him. And so do you. So stop calling me the devil. Because sometimes it's the Lord. It's not the devil. It's God. Because there's some things in us that will impact where he's taking us in that particular season of our life. 
and he wants to get it out. So it does not distract you in that season that your purpose will be fulfilled in that season. And so today, you know, I'm going to share some personal life experiences that I've experienced since we've been in this pandemic, along with a few people in the Bible that came to mind who I felt like they were marked. And so I'm just going to talk about them a little bit briefly. Um, So, you know, we know that the enemy is always plotting, but God has a plan. God always has a plan. So the enemy can plot all he wants to. But when you are in Christ, you have the victory over the enemy. And, you know, it's nothing new under the sun, which means that he don't really come with no new tricks. It might just be a different person, same situation, but somebody different. Or it could be a different situation and a different person. You know, but again, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to accept defeat as a part of that plan because you're not defeated. You are victorious through Christ. And so the devil will always try to make things seem more than what they really are. When God is using something to grow us, we just have to learn to change our perspective about it and see his blessing in it. Sometimes God may use a thing to give us time to refocus and regroup. We can't lose sight or focus on who is in control. Life, and I put that in quotes, will happen, but God is in control always. The enemy will use whatever and whomever to cause you to lose focus and take your eye off of God. That's how you know when the warfare is so strong and the enemy is so, he's just really trying to get you. That means that you on the verge of a breakthrough, you on the verge of a blessing and it must be huge. It must be something big that God wants you to do in that season of your life that the enemy will send, will do everything he possibly can to get you off track, to get you off focus, but it's for the greater purpose of what God is doing in your life. So you have to remain focused. You know, the race is not given to the quick or the swift, but to those who endure. And so, you know, a lot of people always talk about the race between the the rabbit and the turtle. Eventually the turtle wins the race. So Yeah, we don't have to be in a rush for everything um, and trying to be the first one there all the time, you know, because again, it's the race is given to those who endure. And so when you're marked or when you have been chosen, when you have been picked or ordained by the Lord for whatever it is, whether it's to preach, whether it is to be an evangelist, whether it is to be a prophet, you know, some days and sometimes you will be in a season where God has called you to walk by yourself. And it could feel like all everything that could go wrong is going wrong. And everywhere you turn, 
you don't have an answer that suffices enough. Like you just can't catch your breath. And there's been seasons of my life where the warfare has been so heavy and so strong that it did not feel like I could actually catch my breath. And so um, I am going to give you some examples of, like I said, certain people in the Bible that came to mind when I thought about what happened <laughs> when they were marked. Um, the first one that I want to talk about is David and Saul. Now, the interesting thing I found out about this was Saul did not like David. And that was not initially what the relationship was like. Isn't that just like most of us? Like you could be um, in a friendship or you could have a relationship with someone that you work with. You guys are cool. Everything seemed like it's, you know, going well. Then bam, something happens that causes or triggers some strife or some discord in the relationship. It could be a number of different things. It could be that either one of you got jealous of the other one or you was trying to figure out how come they get to do this, but you don't get to do that. And so you start comparing yourself um, with the other person. But what I found was, was that he saw that David was a man after God's own heart. David actually used to be his personal musician his armor bearer, his army captain, his son-in-law, and his successor. Now, when you have warfare or the enemy coming against you, it could be someone close to you. When David was anointed, the Lord's spirit filled David and departed from Saul. So when people see the favor of God on your life, they will and can become fearful or jealous of you when they see God's favor. God will send you an advocate, even from the enemy's camp to help you propel to the place where God is taking you. Psalm 23, five says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So you can be in the face of adversity. And as long as you are obedient to God, he will be with you. He will go before you. He will cause your enemies to be consumed by their own evil plots and that will destroy them. So David's advocate was Saul's son, Jonathan. They had a friendship that was so close that when Saul started to come after David, Jonathan warned David. Jonathan warned David that his dad was coming for him so that it gave him an opportunity to plan a way of escape. So this is not anything that we don't deal with in our day-to-day lives. I mean, I've experienced that even at work. Um, It seems as if, you know, you could be doing very well and then you have others who become jealous So they start to do very petty, very minor things. Next thing you know, you're caught up in some BS or some just 
stuff that you don't really need to be caught up in. Why? Because they don't like the fact that there's so much favor upon your life. And I had to learn a long time ago, I'm not going to apologize for the favor of God upon my life. I don't owe anyone an apology for that. I can't help that he has gifted or anointed me or called me for this season and this time. And I don't know about you, but sometimes it's very difficult to be on the backside when you feel like you should be in the front. And so I thought that it was interesting how David was all of this stuff. So Saul was his father-in-law. Could you imagine family, friends, you know, being so jealous of you that they come for you? And anymore now, I tell people what right off the bat, don't come for me unless I send for you. Um, and I don't own the rights of it. I didn't tag it or mark it. I didn't come up with the slogan for it, but I use it and I use it on a regular because if not, you'll look around and it will be all kind of different things. But because he recognized that God had favored him and that God's spirit left him and went on to David. And so Saul had a really hard time. He tried to kill him several times. But just so you know, every time the enemy think he doing something, God has an advocate. He has a way of blocking those things that keeps that from even happening to you. And so that was the thing that I love most about the Lord is that, you know, he blocks different things from happening to us. Now, there are certain things that he will allow us to go through because it's a part of our process, but it's for our process It's to grow us. It's for the season that he's taking us into. So don't get those two things mixed up. You know, warfare is not fun. Trust me. Trust me when I tell you, because when you're in it, you are just trying to figure out how you can get out of it and get out of it quickly. But sometimes just trying to figure out how you can get out of it quickly instead of changing your perspective about going through it, it prolongs it. So the warfare intensifies and trust me, don't get caught up with that. Oh, uh, you trying to pray against whoever has been praying against you because God has a way of turning that table right back around on you. And so warfare can be extreme. It can be getting to Uh, You can begin to experience attacks in your health, your finances, relationships, and God will use the very things people, the enemy tried to for your purpose and his plan for your life. I've experienced that too. You know, people are always plotting, especially when they're jealous, especially when they feel like that there's something that you have that they should have. And they don't understand why you have it and how come they didn't get it. And so they are always plotting, you know, and I can remember a time in my life where I used to look back and wonder when was it going to be my turn? And even during this pandemic, I found myself back at that same question. Lord, when is it going to be my turn? When am I going to 
receive a breakthrough, a blessing. And so what I've learned during this pandemic is, is everything isn't always the way that it seems. You know, you can begin to see people. um, That's one thing that I've learned that Everybody is not who they say they are or who they have portrayed themselves to be. And so I found that I've learned that I am strong in a lot of different areas, a lot more areas than what I really thought I was strong in. But God has also shown me who's been around me. So know your people, know your circle, because I'm going to tell you something. When you don't have the right kind of people around you, you could be in the right season and have the wrong people. And that's a that's a recipe for disaster right there, because the any sign of it looking like you getting one foot ahead of them or where they feel like they should be at. Oh, it's going to be problems, problems. And so but when favor, what I found is, is when favor is up on you, all kinds of attacks and things will try to come up against you. Um, and you need to have some things in place. You need to have some people in place. Who are your go-to? Who is someone you can call for them to touch and agree with you in prayer? You know, I have certain people that I can actually call and say, Hey, I need you to be praying because, you know, and I, most of the time I don't have to tell them that all hell is breaking loose in my life. I just tell them that I need, I need you to pray and I need you to pray right now. You know, um, what are some scriptures that you can go to? Have you some scriptures, child? Have you some scriptures? Because there's going to be times when you can't get a hold of that person that you normally can get a hold of. You better be able to get in that word for yourself and be able to pray for yourself. Speak God's word over yourself. Um, what does your posture look like? You know, God will fight for us, but are you positioned in a place to receive from him? Are you positioned in a place where you can cry out to him? And you know, when we cry out to him, he hears us that that's the thing that moves him, the compassion that he has for us, the grace, the love and the mercy that when we cry out to him, it moves him. And he wants to know what it is that's going on with us. Even though we know he knows everything, he just wants us to come and talk to him about it. Um, You have to stand in the face of adversity, but not empty handed. So what are you armed with? Do you have your armor on? You know, uh, because we wrestle, we, I'm sorry, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and the rulers of this dark world and age and time. And so what are you covering yourself with? Do you have your armor on, you know, which is your helmet of salvation? Do you have the breastplate of righteousness on? Do you have the shield of faith? Is your loins gird up with truth? So do you have the belt of truth on? Is your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel? Do you have your Bible, which is your word, your sword, your spirit? That's your word. Do you have that? Are you covered? You know, um, do you know God has you covered on every side? 
So you don't really have to be worried about what's going on you to the left or to the right or even behind you because he has you. He has every side of you covered. Um, and so I just want to kind of just go over. I'm going to go to the right a little bit um, and just talk about a situation like even with my son. You know, I won't really go into details about it, but just know that he's always been a child that has been favored. And I have not never seen anything like this before. And so now he's in having an experience now where the enemy is gunning for him and he's coming hard. He's using the very person that he reports to to try to distract him or keep him off focus. And we already know favor ain't fair. The enemy don't fight fair. But you know, we have an advocate in Jesus and neither do he. That's why he was already defeated. He was defeated over 2000 years ago. And so I have as a mother, you know, no matter how old my child may be, it doesn't stop the fact that I don't want to see him being harmed. I don't want to see him being hurt by anyone. I don't want to see him hurt, period. And to know that I can't really do anything for him other than give him God's word and pray for him. Those are the only two things that I can do for him in this current season of his life. And it sucks because my heart breaks daily for him. And so, you know, I know that God has a greater purpose on the other side of this. But how do you get him to see that? Because he's looking at it like, I don't know why this is happening to me. You know, I understand a little bit more than what he does, but you know, in due time, I know that God will reveal that thing to him. And so it's just like any other time in our life. You know, when it's crazy, it gets crazy. And sometimes crazy has crazy. And this, and it's one of those situations. I've even experienced it at work. You know, um, it just seemed like everyone that I had relationships with coming in the door, I no longer have those relationships with them because they did not, you know, when you don't do what people think that you should do, or you don't say what they think you should say or behave the way they think you should behave, then all of a sudden you become a target. You become a target for discord. You become a target for petty behavior. You can become a target for office bullying and, and just different things. I'm a very honest and very direct type person. And sometimes it has gotten me into trouble and then sometimes it has not. And so, but I'm not going to stop being who I am because it don't appease what your ears may or may not want to hear from me. And so I've experienced that. Even at work, um, sometimes the enemy will use your children, will use your your family, you know, dealing even with that. You know, some days I just feel like, Lord, if I could just get a new family, I would. Because, you know, we, we don't get to choose what bloodline we're born, we're born into. You know, and everybody has it in their family, you know, so some form of dysfunction, basically. And 
interestingly enough, you know, it's usually the ones that are close to you that the enemy will use. Why? Because he knows that those are the ones that you care the most for and you will go above and beyond for. And so, especially when he knows that you are on the brink of stepping into an area where God is calling you to. And so I'm just going to encourage you all not to turn your eye or take your eye off of the Lord. Keep your eye on the Lord and don't worry about anything else because the enemy is not coming with anything new. You come with the same old, same old. We just fall for it every time. And then we want to blame him for everything. And sometimes it's just God uses, using those things to just work some things out in us. Um, the enemy will use people to pick on you. They make you feel like, you, um, like you're not good enough. They make you feel like you're less than. Everything seems to be heightened. Like you could have an argument with your sister or brother. And it could be very petty, very minor. You moved on, but they may not have. They're holding on to it. So now they've made something that was very little that didn't even need to be given a second thought to. I've been guilty of that myself. Truth moment. Very transparent here. But you will, it will just seem like it's that much more bigger all because there's so much warfare. You, you've got to know that when there's so much opposition coming against you in that moment, that you're on the brink of something. Don't lose fight. Don't lose, I'm sorry, focus. Keep your focus, whatever you do at all costs. Guard your focus. Guard your peace. Don't allow anything to come in and disrupt your peace and your focus because trust me it's going to come especially when there's a mandate and a call upon your life um the next one i wanted to talk about is one of my favorites esther is my favorite book in the bible now you know haman had an issue but because esther was so favored could you imagine listen she had to be the most finest thing walking around in the kingdom because she had so much favor that the king just yes she had so much favor with him that anything she asked for she was given and so everybody knows the story so the problem arose when Mordecai did not bow to Haman And because he would not bow to Haman, long story short, Haman went and had the king sign off on a decree to kill all the Jews, right? Well, Esther is a Jew. She couldn't reveal that in that particular moment because she got word that Haman was plotting to kill. He had, there was a decree that was issued to kill the Jews. And so... God will turn that table on your enemy. And this is the only book in the Bible where God is not even mentioned in the book. 
but she knew she had faith. She believed and she was, she trusted her uncle Mordecai, you know, she, you know, but the thing that I love most about Esther was, was when she found out about the plot. Remember I told you guys last week, Jonah went on an instant fast. She sent word. We going to fast three days. No food, no, no nothing. And wait till you hear from me. Well, like I said, the enemy was plotting, but God still had a plan, even though she never made mention of what the Lord would do. And so she went to the king, invited him to a banquet. And when she invited him to the banquet, she also invited Haman. Unbeknownst to him or beknownst to him, um, he didn't even know. He was just excited that he was invited to a banquet with the king, the queen had ordered. He had already had gallows built because he was going to have Mordecai hung on one of those gallows. And interestingly enough, when the banquet arose, she basically, you know, when the king held out his scepter, she basically told him, you know, if it may please you, my request and my petition is, is that my people be saved and spared. She said, and he's asking her, your people, who is your people? And she told him about the decree that Haman had, or had, he had him sign off on and sent it out to have the Jews killed. Basically it upset the King. So that he ordered for Haman to be hung on the very gallow that he had built for Mordecai to be hung on. And Mordecai was given his spot in the King's court. And so now, that's just like God. He will use the very enemy that's coming for you to put you in a place where he wants you to be at in that season and in that moment. And Haman never saw it coming. That's just what God does. The devil never sees God coming. But you know, at the end of the day, um, favor is not fair. But she had so much favor. She had favor with God and she had favor with the king. And she wound up on the upside, just like us. We will wind up being on the upside of any battle that we face. Why? Because it don't belong to us anyway. It is the Lord's. It belongs to God. The last story I want to talk about is Joseph. Now... Joseph was his dad's favorite. He wore a coat of many colors. Joseph had a dream, a dream that he told his brothers about. And uh, you got to be careful about people you tell your dreams to. Everybody that say they praying for you, they not praying for you. Everybody say they excited for you, they ain't excited for you either. And so Joseph brothers did not like the fact that he was the favorite. He didn't like his dream that he told them. What did they do? They sold, they put him in a pit and then sold him into slavery. So Joseph went from a pit to slavery. And then he went to Potiphar's house where 
he was in charge of, he was like his right hand man. But then guess what? Here come the devil again, rearing his ugly head up. Potiphar's wife trying to get Joseph to sleep with her. He, he wasn't trying to do that. Why would he, why would he jeopardize his position, his role where he had been placed at? Well, she lied. How many times have you been lied on? How many times have you been duped or tricked into believing one thing or seeing one thing and then something else happens? That's exactly what happened to Joseph. Joseph ran. She lied. He ran. He wound up in prison. But how did how many of you know that God was still working on a plan? So he went from a pit to being sold to slavery to a palace, then from a palace to a prison, and then his the end result back to another palace where he was over in charge of everything and wound up being the savior for his family. So when the famine came through the land, he was able to provide for his siblings. His father did not die without seeing the son that he favored so heavily. And that's just like how God will do for us. God will allow us to go through a process. That's what that warfare is. That's where the attacks you know it could be in your health where he's trying to grow your faith in the area where you have a little bit of faith even though we know we don't need a lot but you really need a whole lot because you wanting to see his hand move whether it's in your health whether it's in your finances whether it's with your children whether it's in your family you know god will just use different things in our lives that will take us through a process, but it's for a greater good. It's for a greater, our a greater purpose, the plan that he has for us. And so I thought that those stories was interesting because they were marked. Joseph was marked. Esther, her people were marked. David was marked. You and I, are marked. Anytime we give our lives to Christ, we become a target for Satan. Why? Because he already knows he has been defeated. He will continue to be defeated. And on that day when Jesus returned, he going to be where he was supposed to be all those years ago. And that's going to be in the pits of hell well, he will burn for an eternity. And we don't even know what an eternity is. But at the end of the day, just don't despise certain things when they're happening. You know, warfare is a it's real. And it could be the thing that causes you to look away. So when you miss it, get back up and get in line. Because it's nothing worse than having so many attacks come up on you and you have lost your focus, you have lost your bearing, you don't feel like you can keep 
putting one foot in front of the other, I'm going to encourage you to keep getting back up. Keep putting one foot in front of the other because there is a purpose on the other side of it. You may not see it right now, but God will reveal it when he is ready to reveal it. Everything else seems to be heightened and it can be the smallest of things that will set you off. I know for me, it was the littlest things. If there was trash that was left on the counter in the kitchen, man, that would send me in a tailspin in the house and my whole attitude would shift because I'm a very neat person and I just kind of feel like if you make a mess, you just clean up your mess. Don't leave it for somebody else. And, you know, my nephew, when he was here, um, he would go and take a shower and leave the shower curtain pushed back. He wouldn't put it back the way he found it. Or you might go in the bathroom and his hair on the sink. Not my hair, his hair. And that would be the most thing, the one thing that would just irritate me and send me, just set me off in a whole, just nothing like the irritation of, you know, family, co-workers, your children. You know, my kids have learned that, you know, when they've said or done things that they know that is going to not make me be real happy. Oh yeah, they give me some days some time to kind of cool off in between there because they don't want me to tell them off. But you know, I speak my piece and then I keep on moving. But I appreciate the fact that they know how far to push it. And when they went past that boundary, they know they they just need to put some space in between us. Um, You can become consumed in your thoughts and emotions that you will react and act on them. That was, that's been me this entire pandemic I my thoughts get crazy and then my emotions are all over the place and then comes an action or a reaction from something that may not have even required that and that's what happens when you have warfare that's what happens when there's an attack that's what happens when you have been marked everything around you there could be one little thing out of place and it might set you off And so um, when you lose focus, you know, it causes us to become careless. Along the way, we do things that we're not supposed to. But newsflash, God will use your disobedience for his glory and for our destiny. That's why I said the enemy might have a plot, but God always has a plan. And if you're willing and if you accept the call, God, there's always going to be attacks. And there's always going to be some things that might cause you to come into question your faith, come into question your relationship with the Lord, come into question, are you really qualified? Are you enough? You are. You are. Just continue to seek him and seek his wisdom and he will give you the answers that you seek him for. And so, you know, I'm going to come to a close. I hope that I've said some things in here that have just kind of shed some light. When you're marked, it's not fun. The things that come behind being marked or being chosen or being called or having purpose and destiny, we all have it, especially if we are um, a part of God's kingdom. 
We all have it. We all have a purpose. We were born with a purpose and a plan and destiny for each one of our lives. It's those of us who chose to answer the call upon that was we were commissioned for, you know. Um, and so it's not going to always be easy. I will tell you that much. So as I close out, I just want to encourage you that obedience is better than sacrifice. And when you're marked because you have a purpose and there's a plan for your life, the thing that I would encourage you to do is to keep moving because the enemy can't hit a moving target. Be encouraged, be be blessed. And until the next time, thank you again for tuning in. Talk to you guys soon.